18. Mishpatim. Yudhevave, protector of the powerless. Kol almanavi atom lo ta'anun, im ane ta'ane oto ki im tsaok yitzak elai shamoa eshma tsaakato. You are not to mistreat any widow or orphan. Oh, if you mistreat, mistreat them, and they cry, cry out to me. I will hearken, yes, hearken to their outcry. Exodus chapter 22, verse 21 and 22. In biblical Hebrew, when an emphatic statement is made, there are no words such as surely or really, and certainly no boldface or italics or exclamation points available. Instead, the verb is repeated twice. In the verse above, we know that the Hebrew is being unusually forceful because not one but every verb in the verse is repeated twice. Most English translations do not reflect this feature of biblical Hebrew and instead aim for a more literary English rendering. Unfortunately, the reader of those translations misses the thrust of the Hebrew. When we read the Hebrew, we need to imagine this verse as a bold headline in giant letters shouting at us from the page, pay attention to this instruction. And of what are we being asked to take special notice? That Yudhevave hears the cry of the widow and orphan. Yudhevave hears the cry of the powerless and will protect them. This theme is emphatically repeated many times in the Torah. For example, if you take, take your neighbor's garment as a security against a debt, you must return it before the sun sets. It is his only available covering. In what else shall he sleep? If that person cries out to me, I will hearken, for I am compassionate. Exodus chapter 2, verse 25 and 26. If there is a needy person among you, do not harden your heart and shut your hand against them. Rather, open, open your hand. Lend, lend what is sufficient to meet their need, their need. If you do not give and they cry out to Yodhe you will incur guilt. Give, give with a full heart in your giving and Yudhevave will bless you in all your efforts. Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 7 to 10. In the patriarchal social structure of ancient Israel, which still exists today in many parts of the world, every person who belonged to a clan had a goel, a redeemer or protector, who was the leader of that clan or family. If someone fell into captivity, the Goel was responsible to redeem them from enslavement. If someone fell into poverty, the Goel was responsible for their sustenance. But there were some who had no Goel, the widow, the orphan, and the stranger. If misfortune befell them, they had no one to count on to bail them out or to rescue them. In fact, they had no legal recourse at all. They were truly the powerless in that society. The Torah lays out a legal and communal imperative to transcend what it sees as an inherent flaw of that societal structure. 
the Torah seeks to make everyone, including those who have no protector, as fully meriting fair and equal protection under the law. This is a radical and unprecedented ideal that our Torah offered to the ancient world, and it should not be overlooked by the modern reader. But how does a society enforce a new norm that falls outside of any existing precedent? We must remember that there is no apparent incentive for individuals to embrace this principle. The powerless, by definition, have nothing to offer in return for their protection. They don't even have a protector who can exact revenge against your clan if you mistreat them. There is no obvious self-interest in caring for these unfortunates. Therefore, Judaism makes an audacious claim, a claim that resonates in our moral codes to this day. yod heh the creator of the universe and of all human beings, is the protector of the powerless. They are, as it were, in their creator's clan, even if they are unfortunate enough to have no human goel. Furthermore, the Torah makes clear that we Jews were the test case to show the world that the Creator indeed sides with the weak against those that would mistreat them. For we were slaves in Egypt, and our situation was hopeless by any existing standard, for we had no Redeemer. But God heard our cry and redeemed us from bondage. And Yudhevave said, I have seen, yes, I have seen the mistreatment of my people in Mitzrayim, and I have heard their outcry on account of their oppressors. Yes, I know their pain. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7. In order to enshrine this new imperative that asserts that it is our responsibility to protect the weak and powerless, even if they are not our close kin, our tradition insists that the God we worship is the model that we must follow. Furthermore, if we do not embody this imperative, the Torah asserts that yod heh is watching, and as the Goel of the weak, yod heh will bestow blessing if we walk in God's ways, though will exact retribution if we do not. We are meant to behave the way our Creator behaves, and extend ourselves to those who cannot fend for themselves. And if the promise of divine retribution and reward is not sufficient, the Torah employs another method of incentive to motivate us to treat as equals those who bring us no obvious benefit. Again and again it calls on us to empathize. Our Torah portion declares, You shall not oppress a stranger, for you know the feelings of the stranger, having yourselves been strangers in the land of Egypt. Exodus chapter 23, verse 9. And elsewhere in the Torah, When you reap the harvest of your field and overlook a sheaf, do not turn back to get it. It shall go to the stranger, the orphan, and the widow. When you gather the grapes of your vineyard, do not pick it over again. That shall go to the stranger, the orphan, and the widow. Always remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy chapter 24, verses 19 to 22. Or, when an indentured servant goes free after his six years of service, do not let him go empty-handed. Furnish him out of the flock 
threshing floor and vat with which Yudhevavhe, your God, has blessed you. Remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt and that Yudhevavhe, your God, redeemed you. Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 12 to 15. Our prayer book declares, Ma Yafe Yerushatenu, how beautiful is our heritage. This phrase comes to my lips as I reflect on the world-changing message of empathy and justice in our Torah, proclaimed as emphatically as biblical Hebrew knows how, and kept alive through every generation since, so that it reaches our ears, our minds, and our hearts. Caring for your kin is a self-evident virtue. Looking out for your neighbor is common sense. You scratch their back and they will scratch yours. But our tradition insists that beyond these circles of obvious concern and self-interest, even the powerless merit our care and our energy, for they too are God's children, and they, the same as any of us, deserve to be redeemed.